Welcome to the Crane Reframe, a Fraser fan podcast. I'm Ash. And I'm Sarah. And we are on the air. studio again Woo-hoo. i feel like you're a stranger danger to me a danger except not a danger yeah you're like m- most welcome a flower <laughs> do you want to go to a flower analogies again <laughs> no <laughs> we've already established just get right off top like off topic right off the bat that's what i gotta do yep i'm so excited to be back again i know we've had quite the break here yes we have we're sorry about that we had to get our lives in order but, well, just as you may have heard on our recent announcement, um, in between episodes, we're going to be doing every other week from now on. We feel like that will be a lot more sustainable for us. And we're very excited to bring you more content. Because, unfortunately, our lives and our job isn't this podcast and Frasier. Yeah. It's like we have a lot of things happening. We- <laughs> Sarah's kicking ass at school. Yeah, I finished my classes for this semester yesterday I have more starting in the summer but I feel better about it and then today we both literally drove right after work and met up here we came right after work um and we have something to do after this yeah and we have to wake up in the morning and go to work again dare I say it girl bosses (laughs) (laughs) oh boy um yeah yeah so you know you guys know you guys go to work I'm sure if you don't you know what? I'm jealous. Tell me your secrets. I'm happy for you. Enjoy it. We're not inheritance babies. Maybe you aren't either. Maybe you worked to retire. Yeah, maybe you just were really good with money at 18, unlike I was. <laughs> <laughs> took me yeah. A, took me a while to I would say the choices I made out. at 18 will definitely haunt my financial health for the rest As of As someone my life. 12 years older than you, I will say yes. <laughs> yes, it will. Um... But there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You're going to be okay. Yay. What a positive message. Yep. (laughs) All right. We don't need to go into my financials. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, a really cool thing is that our mom is rewatching Frasier now and she just sends us updates, which I love. I just finished season one. This and this happened. This was crazy. (laughs) Or what was the one she just most recently sent? It was like, I think she watched Take a Leap or something like that. Oh, she did. Oh, my God, I got it. She needs to tell us her opinions on it because I just think it's adorable. She's just like, just watch this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I know. She Yeah, all she said is season three is pretty good. So many good scenes and lines. Yep. I want to. Oh, but she said because you asked if she was telling his dates, and oh, yeah. she said only three success successes and three seasons. <laughs> Frazier's only had three successes and three seasons, and the first one was Lilith, his ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, here we were thinking it was going to be quite the undertaking, and that's three seasons and only Mom's three people. Already taking care of telling three seasons for us. Great, Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. You're the best. Goat. Goat. <laughs> you said go, and I was like, go what? <laughs> Goat. Sarah's watching basketball now, so she says things like goat. I'm a sports person now. She's like, go team. We love the sports. I say, let's go. Let's go. (laughs) And then you do a big old clap. Yeah. And you stand up with like a little bit of a squat when you stand up. Like you're just like ready in that like 
yeah. athletic stance. I have, stance. like, the paint under my yeah. eyes. Yeah, you just get a mud mask and yeah. you paint under your eyes. <laughs> that's my, that's my, um, I send compromise. emojis in the colors of the team. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm in it. She's in it to win it. <laughs> hey. Hey, I think that's a sports reference. We don't know. Speaking of sports, nope. <laughs> I was like scared and confused in that moment. You're There's like, I'm nothing not to ready do with sports. to talk about sports. To do a complete 180, uh, let's <laughs> talk about Frasier. Oh, there we go. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Um, so today, um, we want to talk about bottle episodes, which is kind of tricky with Frasier because technically there's none. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let me but just... technically there's not none. Interesting. <laughs> Take I it feel away. feel tricky. Like, this is a genie in a bottle. Yeah. It's a little riddle. Ooh, Try to riddle get through this, this tunnel. Well, I was just going to, for the listeners, define what a bottle episode oh, please was. Please do. You know I love to bring in... You need Some a definition. Facts. I love a defined moment. Yeah. Let's have a defined moment. Okay. Dramatic pause. What is a bottle episode? A bottle episode is a piece of television that has a much smaller scope and uses as little cast members, sets, and effects as possible. Bottle episodes were initially used as a way to save money. By trapping people in a single set, relying heavily on dialogue, the production could use the money elsewhere in the season. Thank you for that defined moment. That has been a defined moment. Sponsored by Ashley. Ashley Baker. (laughs) Paid for by Ashley (laughs) Baker. (laughs) Um, And this was actually a suggestion we got from one of our listeners slash followers on Instagram, right? Yeah, actually, I just realized I should credit them. Yes, and he was so wonderful. He sent us a message and said some really sweet things and gave us some advice or, like, suggestions on some episodes, so we decided to take him up on it. Um, Sarah is pulling up his name now. I hope he's okay with us saying his <laughs> I name. I just realized. <laughs> we should actually like, ask. Doc. He's like, we're like, he lives at... <laughs> His last tag his location was. <laughs> Looks yeah, like... his at is his whole name. Okay, so you know what? You know He's what? giving that away. I'll say it. I'll ask him, and then we'll we, see we if we edit it, it out. Um, so Kellen Quigley, he's been a great fan. He followed us, and he gave us this amazing suggestion of one place in real time episodes, which I think is a better way to describe it. Technically, these episodes are bottle episodes, but they break or bend the rules a little. Um, actually, I think yours entirely is. Um, technically, there isn't there a scene in the hallway of the apartment building in mine? Uh, I'll, I'll see. It will jog my memory once you... But from what I remember, it is. Yeah, it's like the closest you can get in Frasier. Yeah. To a bottle episode. Especially since we went to a taping and there were like four locations they filmed in, so... Um, the ones that he mentioned yeah, are... we went to a taping. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the ones that Kellen mentioned were My Coffee with Niles, The Dinner Party, and The Enemy at the Gate. So we naturally took a look into all these episodes. We really appreciate this 
um, idea and we love that he sent this to us. So anyone else with your ideas, I'd be so happy to hear them. Yeah, please follow us on Instagram at the crane reframe. The crane reframe. We are responsive and we love interacting with the Fraser community there. A lot of good meme accounts. Um, and a lot of cool fans that we're meeting and discovering that actually listen to this crazy old little podcast. I know. Kellen being one of them. Also, i just like to say Kellen is such a cool name. It really is. He's a great name. Great name, Kellen. Good job. <laughs> Keep listening. Thank you. <laughs> um, so the two episodes that we're going to go over today are Season 1, Episode 24, My Coffee with Niles, and... And I don't know why I just blanked. I know it. Dinner party. <laughs> Put you I, on the spot. I honestly thought you were on a roll and you were just going to say both of them. I, yeah, I couldn't remember. I blanked too. It's okay. I, was like, I could see it, but I couldn't remember the title. I love my episode. I can't wait to talk about it. Well, I can't wait to talk about mine. So you know what? So you know I'm what? I'm going to talk about it. You should do that right now. Right meow. Okay, so My Coffee with Niles is actually season one, episode 24. It's the end of the season. So we've had our first full season of Frasier, and it's just kind of recapping like everything that's gone down and how we're feeling now as the characters. The finale episode. The finale episode. So they had to make it a good one. Basically, the summary of it is that Frasier and Niles spend their afternoon at Cafe Nervosa chatting, and Niles is trying to ask Frasier whether or not he's happy. Um, the title and the storyline reference My Dinner with Andre, which is a 1981 movie where two friends meet for dinner and catch up. It's entirely set at the restaurant. So, Oh, look at that little Yeah, it's like line. a bottle movie. A bottle movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, you already explained what a bottle episode is, which is amazing. Um, so they actually do get a good amount of the cast in this one. So they didn't save like the whole point is that you, you don't use as many sets, cast or props, mm-hmm. but they actually did get most of the main cast in this one. Yeah. Um, and they do go in and outside of cafe nervosa, but technically it's the same set. So yeah. Cause it's like the outside patio, right? Yeah. So that's in the way that it stretches it a little. Um, and it's the first episode that takes place entirely outside of the apartment. The next one would be the innkeepers, which is the restaurant where they, they, the, oh, they oh my God. Eros, Eros, uh, the happy brothers. Uh, a farce, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's a farce and that's the next one that occurs entirely outside of the apartment. Fun facts. Yeah. I love that. Which I, I just have to say is interesting because I know when we went to the taping, um, something I don't think we mentioned, the f- the main set in front of like where we were sitting is the apartment. His new place. His new apartment in this context, but like their apartment. And then the side sets you can't really see and you have to watch on a screen. And there was like literally five minutes of a scene that was in the apartment. So like mm-hmm. we couldn't really see everything else. Yeah, we had to watch everything on a screen mostly. So I just kind of wonder like when this episode was filming, it was probably similar. Like How I'm not sure what. cool would have been to go to like. Your episode or my episode where it's just like one scene, especially Uh if it's set up in the middle and you're the audience member and you just get to watch like... That's true. Genius happen right in front of you. Because I wonder if it was to the side though and they couldn't see it. I bet you Cafe Nervosa was probably to the side. Yeah. Yours. Oh, but yours? Oh my gosh, you're right. They would have just gotten to see that whole like pure brothers (sighs) madness. That's amazing. And especially seeing how they interact when they mess up a line or, like, have to redo scenes. Oh, yeah. Like, to see all that, like, in between between them would have been 
You were there. You messaged you us. <laughs> yeah, well, please tell also, us. Also, you won, but also tell us about it. Um, so in this episode, Fraser meets Niles. They're waiting for a table to open. They actually send dirty looks to people who are not leaving after getting their checks. Um, and it's actually been a year since Fraser moved to Seattle. That's something they bring up. So it's not just the end of the episode, but they mark it as a year since Fraser yeah. moved. So end of this season. Really a great time to reflect on how things are going. Um, at this point, their coffee's ready that they ordered, but Frazier forgot to ask for decaf, so he sends it back. And this is, like, my favorite—one of my favorite parts of this episode is the—kind of, like, the metaphor of the coffee. Oh, you're so right. Okay. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm obsessed with it. So, they start where they order this coffee. Niles gets his perfectly right, but Frazier realizes, no, something's missing, and sends it back. And this is a recurring thing that occurs throughout the episode— um, which I'll yeah, like, get into. Did you forget? To, did you do the whatever foam? And yeah, like- just always something off. <clears throat> so we'll keep that in mind. Um, they end up deciding to sit outside. So that's how they end up outside. And Niles poses the question. Now that chapter two of your life is in full swing, would you mind if I ask you something? Are you happy? First mm. of all, I can't imagine if someone sat me down and was like, are you like fulfilled? <laughs> hey, are you happy? But like you have to really answer. Yeah, I think it's actually really profound. Um, it seems really simple. And actually, it's that's a what... a simple question. Oh, and doesn't he say that? Like, that's it's what a he, simple question, Fraser. That's what... Fraser. he's taking time to think, and he's like, well, that's a pretty complex question. And Niall says, no, you're either happy or not. Mm. Um, Fraser goes, well, are you happy? No, but we're not talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, Fraser is suddenly like, well, my only brother just told me he's not happy, so... I think it's an out where Fraser Fraser's like, well, now we have to yeah, help you. Forget me. We have the chance to focus on someone else again. What? I don't know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who can relate to that? Um, Niles actually talks about a documentary he saw where a kid gets a new pair of shoes and looks like so happy. Like it's a kid that's like underprivileged and like needs new shoes. And Niles says, I've never experienced that joy. Like I have these four hundred dollar shoes on and I've never been that happy. That's Which, profound. Yeah, like there's a lot in this episode. You take things for granted. Yeah. Um and it's like heavy. Yeah, they discuss the tassels and the, the oh, tassels yeah. don't even do anything for them. Oh yeah, we had a whole talk on like Fraser liking tassels or not the other day. <laughs> Remember and you're like that's actually Oh yeah. Never mind. Do you like tassels? Never been much of a tassel guy. Neither have I, but nevertheless, there they are. <laughs> So, I mean, that's another thing right there is, like, things that should make you happy. They should be something, like, like a tassel. That's, like, an extra addition to your shoe. Or just a nice pair of shoe. Like, nice pair of shoe. <laughs> shoes. <laughs> <laughs> One shoes. Um, yeah, like, it's interesting because now Niles is being forced to reflect. Yeah, Niles is like, well, I guess I'm not either. And Niles explains that he he does love Maris, but it's more of a comfortable and content love, not passionate or intense. And he kind of romanticizes it and talks about how great it is that they kind of do their own things together and they're content with that. Um, So they kind of leave that there. Oh, that's to be addressed later throughout the entire series. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Roz comes up and she's talking about this date she's going to go on. After she leaves, Niles asks Fraser if he's ever thought of going out with Roz. And he mentions, like, that he looked at her chest but never thought about mixing love and work. Her chest? Yeah. Like, he says that she wears a certain shirt that falls a certain way. Ugh. And I think he he said something and Niles is like, well, don't ask me. You're the one, like, looking at her chest. <laughs> but I, again, I think it's interesting. I mean, later in the series... Frazier explains that he's never had a long-lasting, like, relationship with a woman, except for Roz. So, I still, like, wonder. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because he says that at the end of the series. Like, you're my longest-lasting relationship. Yeah, and I wonder, like, why... I always feel like in the series they're trying to set up that Frazier and Roz... Like, there's nothing, like to me, where I would put them together, but I feel like there's almost something, like, they're holding out for each other. I think it's what I get the vibe of is, like, to show that you can have chemistry that's not romantic. Yeah. Like, I know it's not common, even in reality, like, to have a male or female best friend, Mm -hmm. you know, of the opposite sex or something, especially if you're dating somebody that's really hard to, like, maintain. Yeah. And also, like, people are going to talk and all this stuff, Mm -hmm. or one of you must like the other one. But what I like about this relationship is, Mm -hmm. yes, it does go there because that is reality. That does usually happen sometimes if you're friends with a guy or you're a guy and friends with a girl. Sometimes that'll come up where you made out one night, like, Mm -hmm. after the bar or whatever. But for the most part, it's like their chemistry is almost... And I know we're talking about, like, relationships. I get, like, sibling vibes or, like, cousin vibes. I don't know, like, just, like, we're just friends, just mm-hmm. friends vibe to me. I just think they they, they just have such a good back and forth that, like, that brings out the chemistry. But I don't think you necessarily need it to have romantic chemistry. See, and I would agree that that's the vibe I get from them. Like, it's not romantic, but every now and then they have something, like, they think about it. And I don't know if that's trying to portray the struggle of having a relationship like that, that everyone does look at it like that. I think that. I think, like, especially if they're single and they're getting older and Mm -hmm. they're looking at their lives, like, you know, if you're single, you're like, all right, who do I know? Like, who in my circle can I, like— talk to to hook me up with somebody or maybe I'll I'll ask them out or whatever yeah so when you're getting old and they're both at different times Mm -hmm. in despair because they can't find a partner um so they think like well maybe this partner's maybe I've been looking at this all wrong because every single time there's just a couple of times right like two or three times where like something happens it's always like looked at as a mistake like true or something like they shouldn't have done it. They don't want to ruin. They don't ever want to continue it. They're never like, I finally got to make love with to Fraser, and also just like that's true. She didn't. <laughs> I was always uncomfortable with those episodes too when they would push the that storyline or like push the curiosity of that because I'm like, Roz, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like I just truly wonder. I guess I wonder what was supposed to happen between them because we leave the original Frasier series where he's with Charlotte. But we start the reboot and they even explain before it came out, like he's, you know, he's going to Boston alone. Things didn't work out eventually. Yeah, so where's Ross? And now we hear that Perry Gilpin's coming back. 
The gilp is in the house. Gilp, so gilp. I, I don't know. I don't see that chemistry between those characters at all. But sometimes I just wonder if they're trying to have the storyline of like their long lost, like the longtime friends, and maybe someday the timing's right. You know? Yeah. Like, hey, if we're both not married at this time, we should get married. <laughs> yeah. Like, didn't didn't they that say packed? that? Maybe. Yeah. So that's why I think it's interesting that you know Niles poses the question. But as you said, I mean, that's even a point of someone else saying like you're really not like gonna pursue her yeah like, that you're adds just to the whole thing of like you're just like, friends no. with a woman like yeah she's attractive but yeah they have an interesting dynamic for sure mm-hmm. so they have this conversation about Roz and then um the barista brings out Fraser's coffee and he sends it back again for non-fat milk <laughs> Yet another thing he somehow forgot to mention. You'd think after the first time... You would go over your whole order. Yeah, and also, how are this many things missing in the first place? You know, like, are you really paying attention and pursuing the things that you would enjoy? Yeah, imagine being that person at a coffee shop. Seriously. Like, in real life. And you can see, like, the the actor playing the barista is, like, getting more and more upset. Yeah. Um, It starts raining, so then they go inside. I haven't analyzed the rain, but I feel like there's something to do (laughs) haven't analyzed the rain. <laughs> Not yet, but we'll get there. <laughs> Maybe, like, rain typically signifies rinsing the old and welcoming the new. Oh. It's like a rebirth. Is usually rain symbolizes rebirth or, like, That's a fresh start. Because yeah. I was just thinking it was, like... Depression? Yeah, in a way, <laughs> like, things going wrong and, like, another thing for you to be upset about and, like... Mm. But I like the renewal aspect. Like, they say, like, if it rains on your wedding day, it's actually a good sign. Huh. So maybe it's a sign of hope. Yeah. Interesting. Or, like, it's an end of one era and onto the next. Kind of, like, end of season one, onto oh, season two. okay. I'm biting what you're chewing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, baby bird. Mama's gonna feed you. <laughs> no, you're uh, biting what I'm cooking. You're chewing what I I'm. I couldn't think sorry. of what it would be. I'm, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, yanking your chain. That's <laughs> that doesn't apply. Yanking. Your I think chain. I like don't understand common phrases. I'm yanking like, what you're franking. <laughs> I'm yanking what you're franking. Inside baseball. Inside baseball. Um, a fun little tidbit about this episode is when um, Niles comments on Roz's date that she's meeting. He says, wow, he's really handsome. And they they talk about how Niles just said, wow, about a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frazier jokes, yeah, it means that you're a gay man because Niles is overthinking it. Like, as oh, if, my God, I just said, wow. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. He he's insinuating like you would know, so calm down. You're not gay, um, but it's funny because David Hyde Pierce looks amused, and he's an openly gay man. Um, yeah. But I think at that point, I'm not sure if he was I don't know out. If he was out, then. but I think he was with. He his just partner. had a knowing smirk. Yeah, he looks amused, and I'm sure they all knew. I yeah. think that was part of it. Um, and then. Frazier was like, do you want to tell dad or should I? (laughs) And at that point, like David Hyperius looks up at the camera and he hides a smile with his coffee. So he like was laughing at it, which I just think I love those little parts. There's parts where like Roz will be laughing at something happening. Yeah. Like, you know, it's for real. Damn, Roz, you're so cute when you really laugh. Perry Gilpin. (laughs) I love Perry Gilpin. We love you, Perry Gilpin. Um, and then Martin and Daphne show up. So again, this is what is bending the bottle episode here. Why? Because there's, <laughs> there's more. So ca- many cast. See, cast I members. think, but their cast is small. 
It is, but it's supposed to use like as little. Like I think if it was like it gave really a bottle feeling, it would only be Fraser and Niles. Okay, but they are the focus. I they guess. are. I think it counts, but I think it's an interesting twist on it. A little twist on the a old little bottle twist. <laughs> twist that twist bottle of the cap. cap. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Martin and Daphne show up. Um, <laughs> they try to tell him that he can't have Eddie and Cafe Nervosa, so he pretends to be blind. <laughs> and you can just see like Niles and Fraser being so embarrassed again. Martin committing <laughs> to the bit. You know what? You're so right. This he, does support your theory that he commits just, to the bit. That's why I love him. I want to be with somebody, which I am happily, that commits to the bit. Like, yeah. that is just down to clown. <laughs> Marty is down to clown. He, like, whatever method he needs to take to achieve his goal, he will take it. <laughs> He's whatever he needs to be in the moment. Uh, what I think is interesting though is Mar- Martin orders his coffee and it's a coffee black coffee yeah. a black coffee Back nothing in special. My day. <laughs> oh but, yeah, and he says nothing special, <laughs> <laughs> nothing special. I think it's interesting how Fraser is continually sending his coffee back for more and more things that are adjusting the coffee and how many of those are necessary. Like I'm how an oat milk is. I'm an oat milk girly, but like how much of this? Like you a couldn't say it in the first place, and b you need like the foam a certain way. You know what it is? And are we there yet? Am I going to skip ahead if I say what what I think it is? Martin enjoys the simple pleasures in life and he keeps things simple. And that's even what they talk about in the Fever Dream episode (laughs) where he says, like, you guys, like, you need to just focus on the positive. Like, it's not that complicated. Like, I enjoy the things in my life. I don't focus on all the negatives. And I feel like that from day one is showing the difference between Martin and Frasier, where the entirety of the series Frasier, he is constantly finding flaws in everything. And then he he wonders why he's not happy. It's also that he doesn't even know what he wants, is what I was going to say. Oh, you're so right. Like, he doesn't even know. Because that's why he couldn't order in the beginning, because he doesn't know until he's faced with something and then he complains about that and then he's faced with another thing and he's like well now this is wrong like he's so scared to just enjoy things he's literally coming up with something that could be wrong yeah it's like that coffee what's the difference between like non-fat and like when it's steamed and mixed in coffee it doesn't matter like yeah like I feel like they bring it to him and then he's like oh wait like I should have made it this way it should have been like this instead of just like Thank God my freaking coffee's here. Like, I want my caffeine. Like, he's focused on all the wrong things. Mm-hmm. So, it's like anxiety and it's insecurity. Mm-hmm. It's uncertainty. Like, he doesn't know what he wants. No. And also, he complains about everything that he gets. Yeah. It's just It's just crazy how much that matches up to how he is as yeah. a character. And I just love the that Martin is, like, true to himself, too, with the coffee order. Yep. Like, it really reflects him. Yep. I agree. It's a good analogy. <laughs> um, Frazier and Martin argue about toast sweat, which is um, <laughs> when you, like, you make toast, but it, like, sweats on the counter, like, the condensation. Oh, like, or on the table, even. Yeah. That's why I... F- you want to know what I do? What? I flip it over after a couple minutes. That's what I out. do, too. Anytime I make a quesadilla, grilled cheese, toast. Air it I, out. I put it on the plate, and then a couple minutes later, flip it. Balance. Can you redo whatever sound effect you just did flawlessly? 
you have a knack for that. Thank you. I could see the quesadilla. Chris is always like, I'll make a noise with him. Like, you just do this. And he's like, what What do I do? You just do like, shh. And then you fixed it. Like, whatever. <laughs> I did that today with the child I take care of. Really? He was eating a popsicle. And I just looked at him while he was eating it. And I went, Fun uh, with noises. You have, yeah, you make good noises. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to arrest myself for saying that. Um. <laughs> Hold on. What do the sounds of handcuffs make? <laughs> clink, clink. <laughs> okay, fuck it. Whose line is it anyway? <laughs> I'm actually doing the act outs too. You're all missing it. Oh my god. Um anyway. <laughs> take a beat. <laughs> so it's amazing that you have a an antidote to toe sweat because Fraser doesn't. So <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. It's kind of what I do. You are actually really <laughs> good at segues. Remember earlier when I was like, speaking of sports. <laughs> Floundering. <laughs> Flounder. Um, yeah, so Fraser Martin just gets mad that Fraser leaves toe sweat, I think, on the counter. And it's like, yeah. why are you even? I don't know. Um, so they argue about that. Martin suggests moving Look, out. Living with people is hard. Okay? It is. It puts some strain. And I think there's hard when you have, like, the generational, like, it's your parents, father, it's your son. child. Father, son. It puts, it's a lot of Look, strain. it's not about the toast, Sarah. It's not about the toast. <laughs> So Daphne even chimes in saying, like, I know, like, Martin's been going through it. The other day, he suggested I could put my feet behind me head and spin like a top. And Niles, obviously, his <laughs> eyes just go, like, glaze over. And um, he even, like, she she calls an umbrella a bumper shoot or whatever. Oh, yeah, bumper shoot. And so I think he says something like, oh, like, let me get your bumper shoot. And she was like, wow, finally, someone for, like... With an ear for my like, like dialect for my, or my words, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I've always had an ear for your tongue." It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. just like heinous. Ew. Uh, so they talk. They go back and they talk about Martin. Fraser and Niles are now just together. Um, Daphne and Martin have left, and Fraser's like, "You know, the other night I fell asleep on the couch, and Martin, well, Dad, uh, Martin was stroking his hair while he was asleep, which famously." they always feel like their dad doesn't show like how much they care about him, mm-hmm. them. Um, Niles even now gets another coffee and Fraser's still waiting for his <laughs> coffee. Um, they're like, okay, let's just pick a new subject. And Fraser just goes, are you in love with Daphne? Oh, and Niles question. Has, <laughs> Niles has a spit take. Oh, we love a spit take. Um, and then finally he's like, I don't know. There, I said it. Which I honestly <laughs> think is crazy that he actually admits like, I don't know. I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't know. And and that's honestly, I can't imagine being in that situation. Where yeah, you're, like, you're married somewhat okayly, not overwhelmingly not happy. super healthy. But, but still, like, that's a hard thing to admit. Yeah. But also, he's so obvious about it. He is. Especially and- to people who know his behaviors and mannerisms, like Frazier, who's like, all right, like, tuck it in, buddy. Like, yeah. <laughs> Niles is honestly so creepy to Daphne in the first season. Yeah, and, like, obviously we can laugh at it, but yeah, he he goes the extra mile. Yeah, it's a little extra. Um, 
And Fraser's like, so what? You'd like to stay with Maris, but have an affair with Daphne. And Niles is like, can I do that? <laughs> it's like so problematic. And Yikes. then he's like, okay, I knew that I couldn't, but I just wanted to check if I could. <laughs> and so this is actually the first episode where Fraser asks Niles about his feelings for Daphne. And in six years, in another episode, which is also outside of the apartment, uh, which is something borrowed, some someone blue, part two, Niles finally confesses to Daphne. Spoiler alert. Well, <laughs> thought thought we were all I'm on the just same joking. Page. Um, so yeah, so in another episode outside of the apartment in six years after yeah. this, finally, Niles Ooh, will admit interesting it. through line. I know connection. Um, so this whole time we've talk- been talking about everyone but Fraser. So Niles is like, again, like, are you happy? Like, this is what I've been trying to ask you. And then as soon as Fraser goes to answer, Roz comes back from her date. Yeah, which clearly went well because it lasted five minutes. Yeah, a whole five-minute date. And she explains her date, pretended to ask her out, and was actually trying to convert her. And she just has the quote that I really like. Mm-hmm. Suddenly the trap door opens and you're right back in Roz's world. <laughs> Roz's world. Yeah, like, the way she yeah. delivers it. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, Fraser also makes a comment that he's worried about his dating life. Again, have to say, it's interesting that it comes... I mean, obviously she went on a date, but interesting that it's right after Roz. Yeah, true. Um, he has this quote, though, and this is why I love this episode. He says, what if I end up old and alone? I might have to buy a fuddy little dog and move in with Frederick. Oh. And what is the reboot about? My... God! <laughs> like a seed was planted. Yes, Season one, episode 24, out of all the seasons of Frasier. He says that. And he says that's what he's worried about. And that's somehow where his life takes him. But now it's not something he's scared of. And I think that's also a beautiful message. That maybe at like 38 or however old he was in this season. Yeah, he's so focused. You may be scared and like afraid of it. Mm -hmm. But as you get older, you become more like Martin and you're just like... I want to be around my son. Yeah, like he missed Freddie. He wanted to be back with him. And I'm sure once the reboot comes out, we'll find out more about it. But to me, it just seems like a much more positive thing for him at this point where he's excited to be around Freddie. Yeah. He doesn't have a dog. Um, and he's also technically alone, but not only like love wise. Yeah. And, you know, like you find fulfillment in other things. I think that's very interesting. Like something that scares you at one point is not going to scare you when you reach that point. No, I'll tell you as someone 12 years ahead on this timeline of you, Mm -hmm. like you're worried about way less. Your worries shift, but they also become way less. Like you just accept things Mm -hmm. or you're just happy about it. Like I have a boring life, but it's happy. I'm not saying boring in a bad way at all. But like peaceful. Peaceful. There's no drama. There's no uncertainty. There's no like... I don't know. There's no mystery. It's just very Mm -hmm. calm. And the parts that need to be calm are calm, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. But, you know, maybe 10 years ago, Ashley would be like bored out of her gourd. (laughs) Bored out of your gourd. Bored out of your gourd. Anyways, I'm just saying. No, that's beautiful. I I think you're right. Like, it's just something you need to accept. Like, you can have. Whatever life you want right now, go have that. Don't worry about like where you might end up because that might you might end up there because you want to be there. Yeah, that's true. You also don't know like 
a year from now could be a totally different life for you. Yeah. But you have Even to, you have to for do me, things. A year ago, a year ago, you, I was an entirely different person, living an entirely different life. And honestly, I know a year ago, even a year and a half ago, I was so scared of so many things that mm-hmm. if you dare I say it, take a leap, take a leap. <laughs> um, it actually works out really well. So yeah, I think when you know, you know. You got to take the leap and and just be okay that things are going to change eventually. But when they happen, you're that's what you're going to want. Exactly. Like the things that I was scared of doing when it came time that I felt ready to do them. That's what I wanted for my life. And then afterwards, I was happy that I did it. So mm-hmm. like, there's just no point in anxiety. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Anxiety <laughs> is stupid. You know this what? Justin, hot take. Hot take. <laughs> Shut up, anxiety. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Please. Um, Do you think they'll stop? I don't know if they'll stop. I don't know. <laughs> Do you get it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so to finish out the episode, Martin comes back to apologize that he was hastily saying he could move out. You know, it's one of these tiffs that um, they get into throughout the series, honestly, with moving together. Every now and then it just becomes too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it turns out the Sunday before, whenever this episode was, <laughs> was Martin's birthday. So he was kind of like sad that they missed it. They try to act like they didn't, but he was like, I miss so many of your, like your, your birthdays, your, birthdays, your like events, performances, whatever. Like when I was on the force. So like, it's not that big of a deal. It's just, you know, you guys shouldn't just know though. Yeah, that's true. I'm like, you didn't Martin know. had the awareness that he missed his kids. birthdays. So he, he chose to do he that. He needs to let Fraser and Niles know. Uh, so they offer to take him out to dinner and they all decide and it's kind of like a nice compromise, um, that they'll go do that. Niles goes to give them a ride and obviously he never got an answer to Fraser's question or his question for Fraser. And he just tells him like, you know, as always, I've enjoyed like getting coffee with you. Yeah, that was just sweet. really, it's a really sweet brother moment. Finally, this it's just Fraser. The barista comes back and says, Zimbabwe, decaf, non-fat milk, no cinnamon in sight. Now, are you happy? And he says, you know, in the greater scheme of things, yes, I'd say I am. What a relief. It's a, <laughs> honestly like such a simple yet crazy episode to me. Yeah. Of I it's just all am started obsessed. with a question. A question. And I'm obsessed with the ongoing symbolism of like the coffee, sending things back, being too like critical of things not Martin being, being happy with super things. chill yeah seeing easy. seeing a different way of life seeing how even people in a different way of life get upset sometimes mm-hmm. and still despite all of these trials he went to through to get his coffee he had that moment where he's like you know what i am happy maybe i don't need to nitpick because also to be fair this time he didn't say no i need like whipped cream yeah yeah, yeah. he just took it technically there could have been more yeah. So it's not necessarily that everything became right. It's just that he stopped nitpicking everything. Oh, so second season starts and he's super happy and he's super excited <laughs> and he's super content and he makes all the right decisions. No. And d- <laughs> dang it. <laughs> no, it's not that kind of show. <laughs> we hope our children learn, but. Maybe he's, it's just showing also the symbolism. Like if you think meta wise, like. It was a risk to do a spinoff show of Frasier from Cheers when Cheers was like the number one sitcom ever. Yeah. Like at that point. And it was a risk to start this whole thing that just focuses on this one character. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's also even like the writers, production, everything 
kind of being like, did we do the right thing? Is this a good thing that we did this? That's actually such a great take because they probably went through this whole season. Like, is this going to be a success? very, like, nitpicky about everything, trying to change things. Making it perfect, trying to make it perfect, and also, like, not... It's very rare for a spinoff show to succeed. Like, have you heard of Joey? No. Yeah, there's a reason you haven't heard (laughs) of Joey. (laughs) From Friends... They had a spinoff. And it was just called Joey. Okay, I thought, I feel like I would think that if there was a spinoff of Friends, I would know. You know? Yeah. You'd think you'd hear about it. So that just really speaks to that. That's what I'm saying. It's super rare for it to succeed. So it's like this first year, like, it's always a risk to, Mm -hmm. like, even the reboot coming up is going to be a risk. That's actually It's not. It may not hit with current viewers. Mm -hmm. It may not please past fans of Frasier or even casual fans of Frasier. So it'll just be interesting to yeah. see how it does. I mean, I had a good time. Me too. I'm happy about it. I'm excited. But it is really cool actually to think about like the writers, everyone who worked on Frasier original like season one to get to the end of season be like, you know what? Like we are happy with this. Yeah. And they probably got raving reviews yeah. and... Obviously, it got picked up for another season, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Wow. Yeah. Good job, Sarah. That was well done. Thank you. I really enjoy that episode. And I also really enjoy yours. As usual, I had a great time chatting with you, Sarah. I always enjoy our coffees together. Aww. Well. Okay. So it's time to go into my episode is The Dinner Party. Woo! And it's season six, episode 17. Air date was March 11th, 1999. Lots of double, triple numbers. Mm -hmm. You're into that. It's directed by David Lee and written by Jeffrey Richman. Ooh. Yeah. So you were right that this is most, like, it is considered a bottle episode. It just uses the main cast also. Mm -hmm. But there are additional casts if you count the people on the phone that leave the voicemail. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. And you don't hear the voices of the caterers, but they're on the phone with caterers, too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my gosh. I just got this in. It just got a notification on my phone. Hold on. Let me open it. What? Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Kelsey Grammer reveals that Paramount is aiming to air the reboot October 1st. <gasps> We have a potential air date, people. Oh, my God. That's so weird that you just got that notification. It is weird after we just talked about it. Yep. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Oh, my God. I was worried that it would... Because last when we went, they were just like, we don't know when it's going to air. And I was like, see you next year. (laughs) I'm like, aw. So, that's awesome news. And they already finished the season. Mm -hmm. Ten episodes, it said. So it won't interfere, like the writer's strike won't interfere with it. It may interfere mm-hmm. if there's a second season, depending how long the writer's strike mm-hmm. uh, lasts. And also, we stand with WGA yeah. and the writer's strike. We do. Pay them. Stay strong. Pay them. Pay them. Compensate Pay them. them. I don't know. I believe in compensating people for their work. Yeah. Justly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, you all owe us <laughs> $20 per listen. Please. So <laughs> you can Venmo me at. Just kidding. Anyways, back to the dinner party. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty simple episode. Uh, 
you know, if you're just mm-hmm. looking at the description at first, it's Fraser and Niles decide to have a dinner party. Yeah, that's true. It's a very like that was very bold of them to be like, let's pick one small like idea. Let's name the episode <laughs> dinner party. <laughs> I wonder what could happen. <laughs> And there's actually no dinner party that yeah. happens. <laughs> Surprise. But there's no dinner party in this episode. Um, so it's Niles and Fraser planning mm-hmm. an event. It starts off so amazingly. So basically, <laughs> they want to have a dinner party because Fraser had ran into this couple at the symphony. And he's like, I want to get to know them better. And like, I want to be in their circle, which is, of course, like such a Fraser and Niles. It's freaky, honestly. It is weird. Imagine... Like, I don't know if it's just like the 90s or like being rich, but like, I wouldn't be like, I need to host a dinner party so I can get to know people. But also like, I kind of think that culture is a little cool. I yeah. miss a, a good dinner party. I think it would be cool to just throw a dinner party and be, be like, dress you're up. a stranger I barely know. Come over to my house. Let me get to Let know you. Let me send you your address and invite you into my yeah, house. <laughs> I want to find out who you really are. My equivalent of that is like, hey, do you want to meet up and do trivia at this place? <laughs> do you want to meet at a secondary location? A public location? Very where public. I have provide my own transportation? Yeah. So anyways, I love when they talk about this couple. Niles says, uh, oh, they remind me of me and Maris when we were happy. <laughs> yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of six seasons later, oh Frazier, really? I must have been sick that day. <laughs> <laughs> Great quote. The same night they're planning this, you know, they're in Frazier's apartment, of course, mm-hmm. and they're planning this dinner party. At the same time, Roz and Daphne are getting ready to go to a reception at the British consulate Mm -hmm. and Roz is returning a dress to Daphne that she borrowed and had to get dry cleaned because Alice like threw up all over it or something. Yeah. Um, And so Daphne's plan to wear that dress. So that dress will come back into play in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So Niles and Fraser both pull out their pocket calendars. So it's just perfect like physical attributes of these two characters. Yeah. Just let's pull out the calendars and they just start turning pages and they're like, this day, how about the 11th? No concert tickets. Really? I don't have that marked. It's because I'm taking a date. Niles, how lovely, writes in his planner, the 11th, expect last minute desperate call from Fraser. <laughs> and I like, because he, he says from F. <laughs> oh, that's what he says. Yeah. From F. From Fraser. From F. So they end up landing on the 19th, um, whatever month. Martin comes home. He hears of their dinner party plans and says, all right, any night by the 19th, he's hosting a poker night. Jimmy once postponed his daughter's wedding to be here. <laughs> so basically he's like, I can't not do it on the 19th. Like that's yeah. a standing date. I'm hosting. Like it's going to happen. Yeah. So Frazier is basically pleading with his dad, Martin, to change the date. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if you change the date, I will cover all your losses oh. for that night po- like poker play. Uh, and, of course, Martin's like, all right, I'll be right back and goes and calls his pals. Okay, I definitely missed that like every time I watched the episode. Like, really? I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't realize that he offered to do that. It's a simple episode, but a lot is happening. There is a lot, yeah. Like, it's all moving parts. Mm -hmm. So, 
they decide that Cornell Evans is their top choice for caterer, and they pick up the phone to inquire about her services. Martin's on the line at the time. Daphne and Roz emerge from Daphne's room looking stunning and ready to go off to the ball. Niles, of course, notices something on Daphne's derriere, because he would. Of course. Why not? And it's damaged by the dry cleaners. Mm -hmm. So... Roz, it's hardly noticeable, Daphne. Dr. Crane noticed it. Roz, that's because he's always looking at your Niles. Roz! <laughs> <laughs> I know, she's so fed up. Yeah, but like even that is like, come on, Daphne, you're not paying attention to this yeah. shit going around you. So this is just to explain like everything is happening in real time. Mm-hmm. Like he has to pick up the phone to call the caterer. He can't because Martin's on the phone with his mm-hmm. friends. Daphne and Roz are doing all this shit to get ready to go to this ball. Yeah. So Daphne is upset. She can't go because that's the only formal dress she has, of Mm -hmm. course. Roz is like, I'll go run to my car and get my other dry cleaning. There's got to be other options in there. And Niles (laughs) follows Daphne to her room and is like attempting to help her with a stain and (laughs) with Frazier's like, Niles, Niles! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just so funny. He's too eager. So eager, so obvious. Um, so we're streaming the episodes when we watch these, but uh, presumably there's this commercial break that happens back okay. when there was commercial breaks. And so when we return, Frazier's still on hold with the caterer. Mm-hmm. So again, it's like playing into the real-time aspect. Yeah. At that time, Roz is returning with the dry-cleaning, and rushes to Daphne. So finally they get a hold of Cornell. Cornell's booked on the 19th. The only day he has free is the 11th. Niles suggests this different caterer, which ends up being like Cornell's like mortal enemy. Yeah. Like they hate each other. Um, And so they end up calling this guy Tyler. Tyler can do it on the 19th. So now it's time to set the invite list. (laughs) This is like... The bulk of the episode. I know. Right here. This is a huge part. So it's Frasier, Niles, the Ashbees. So there are six more seats to fill for this dinner party of 10. Niles wants the Birkins. Frasier doesn't. The, they decide to give each other the right to blackball three guests. And like if one invites somebody they don't like, they can three chances to say no. Yeah. So immediately Frazier like throws what is it like almonds or chestnuts or something I don't know some weird decorative ball in his house Uh, and just throws it in the bowl and is like bye bye Birkins and then Niles next suggestion is blackballed and Frazier's like never question the blackball we just bow to its will (laughs) (laughs) they're so dramatic like that's what I love about them oh my god they have so much it's that sibling like it's committing to a bit in a way, Commit but to a bit reaction. It's the reactionariness of it all. Like yeah. little things, yeah. Because it's just them discussing. Like they're in their own world. I feel like that's so common with siblings, where you like you get into your groove of something, and, and that's a theme of this episode is like their little bubble that they live in with each that's other. True. It is. It's so, I love this one. Next one, he's like Niall's suggestion is Nina and Arch Duncan <laughs> and Fraser. The, the drunken, drunken Duncans? Have you lost your mind? But Frazier quickly realizes <laughs> that Niles suggests them because he wants Frazier to use up his last black ball. 
So <laughs> Frasier's like, I adore the Duncans. <laughs> so it, that forces Niles to use one of his black balls. He's like, all right. So he uses a black ball against himself, which is just hilarious. Yeah. So they go back and forth until Niles realizes Frasier has used an extra black ball. <laughs> That's why <laughs> the timing of him like looking at it and looking back at him is so good. So once they decide they're like guests, they're all excited. Okay. They have a great caterer. Mm-hmm. They have a date. They have their guests. Let's call the guests. Yeah. So they call their guests. The Ashby's, who was like their main goal, mm-hmm. like that was why they're hosting it. They're leaving for Africa that day. Which I love so many times in this show. People go to Africa. Not even Africa, just like, I'm leaving to New York tomorrow. Or I'm heading to the Caribbean or the Bahamas for a shoot That's tonight. True. Like, there's so many storylines, like, especially with the women he dates, where he's like, well, tonight I'm actually leaving the country. Tonight <laughs> I'm leaving the state. And it's just like, I just got back from my safari trip. Yeah, it's just, like, so interesting. I'm, like, I love... I don't know if that's, like, a riding scapegoat to, like, like, set the rich pressure. People. Rich people, the circles he, they are, like, hanging out with. Yeah, you're right. That's it could be interesting. I've never realized how many of those there are. So many. Mm-hmm. So many. So they now, instead of being able to be adaptable to Martin, <laughs> they're, like, oh, the 11th? Ah, uh, yes, the 11th can work. <laughs> So now, and also in this phone call, they're going to be with, the Ashby's are going to be with the Drunken Duncans that day. So they have to invite the Drunken Duncans now. Mm -hmm. So they now have to change their plans to the 11th. They can get Cornell as their caterer now, Mm because that was the day that he had open. So Niles calls Tyler on his cell phone. Frazier calls Cornell on his and they do this beautifully orchestrated, acted yeah. walk on the cell phones, each of them, where they're each talking. And it's like alternating, too. Yes, it's alternating. Very it's naturally. beautiful. It's not forced. Like, it's almost just like perfect choreography. Mm-hmm. And they, of course, are so sidetracked by their phone calls that they bump into each other. They drop their phones. Of course, these two guys have the same exact cell phone. <laughs> yeah. They realize that they're each talking to a caterer who hates the other one. Who hates the other one. So Fraser's like, this one's mine. This one's mine. I can smell my cologne. <laughs> I can smell so, my cologne. Oh my God, get over yourself. No, you can't. No, you can't smell your smell. Like, <laughs> yeah. when people tell me, like, I smell good, I'm like, good thing. Like, I don't Same. know. I, don't I can't know. smell it. I did put on my Sometimes perfume if this I morning. like walk and then like do stand. <laughs> like go into your air yeah, that you yeah create. you have to go into your air and sometimes I'm like I catch a whiff I'm like oh okay you do like a little toss yes. of the hair and get like a little breeze on your face you're like I'm good yeah yeah well that didn't happen in this there's no scene. way it was on the phone yeah it's on the phone clearly so Lies of course Fraser's just overly confident of course yes so they get back on the phone and they realize that they're talking to the wrong caterer and the caterers realize that too because they get on the phone and immediately say like Tyler or Cornell or whatever. And it's like, why would you call them by their name? So the caterers are pissed because they realize what is happening. And what I hate about that is Frazier just was like, oh, this one's mine. I can smell my cologne. And then was blatantly wrong. Yes. It's like (laughs) Like, beautiful. Great. Great, good job. Like if that was if my we brother, put a more I'd be like, it. I'd be like, 
I'm going to hold this over your head for a very long time. So this is when things start to go wrong. I guess Mm -hmm. it started to go wrong when the drunken Duncans had to go along with the Ashby's. Yeah, it's been going wrong, but but it gets worse. Yes, it just adds on. So then Niles is like, well, suppose we can always get Kiki Price. And Fraser's like, she's still in the business. Niles, yes, yes, they dropped the charges. (laughs) I think there's like another episode where something happens with someone where they're like oh yeah they acquitted him of all charges it's just such a good joke to me like yeah it is like <laughs> just a subtle oh yeah they let him out yeah <laughs> it's also a fun joke to make about somebody that you know really well in front of somebody that doesn't know them really well mm-hmm. to make them uncomfortable can you give me you an know, example? like i don't know like let's say i introduced you to chris for the first time and yeah. i was like yeah, they just, he's just finally got off parole or something. Like, <laughs> you know I'll be I mean? like, what? Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, you're right. But I also, I'm pro, parole? I'm, I'm anti mass incarceration. I'm pro roll. <laughs> pro roll. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> so then they realize that they get, they get Kiki, whoever, mm-hmm. Kiki prisoner. <laughs> Inmate Kiki. Kiki, Kiki Pricener. <laughs> We're doing it. <laughs> um, and then they're like, oh, we should get in touch with the Duncans. Hopefully we can catch them before happy hour. <laughs> Niles looks at his watch and winces. <laughs> it's like the best. <laughs> really? Thing. I've never even noticed yes. him doing that. I always look at Niles because he's always doing some subtle like yeah. thing. Uh and he's like, hello, Nina. And then Fraser looks at Niles and mouths <laughs> too late. <laughs> so Nina Duncan asks Fraser if Joaquim can join them. He's from Argentina. Niles hears this and immediately believes Joaquim, it's Joaquim Juarez, the conductor of the Buenos Aires Philharmonic. They enthusiastically are like, yes, yes, yes. And then they, he hangs up the phone with them and... Niles like, we got Joaquim. And then (laughs) Frazier says like one of the best lines ever. Well, don't cry for me, Arch and Nina. Oh my God. (laughs) It's the greatest. That is brilliant writing. Some of the plays on on words that they have in the show. I'm like, how did you even realize? God, that's so genius. Arch and Nina. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was obsessed with. Uh. What is that movie with Eva Peron? Don't cry um, for me. Evita. Thank you. I was going to say Eva and I was like, no, it's I know, Evita. It's her, yeah. But I was obsessed with that movie with Madonna mm-hmm. and... Don't cry for me, Arch and Nina. You know what I used to sing when mom would make this for dinner? What? Don't cry for me, fettuccine. Fettuccine. <laughs> <laughs> The truth is I never left you. Okay, that is now what I'm going to sing every time I pasta. Yep. Don't cry for me. <laughs> That's it's how obsessed I was. <laughs> it's just funny that there's a joke like that in this show that I love so much. And yeah, I have a childhood joke. I think any joke where you have a personal connection like to the Like the subject toast sweat. <laughs> Yeah, like, just like I you're get like, it. you know what, Marty? I get it. I get it. You got to flip that thing. Yeah, flip that thing. So they realize they need to kick out some couples because mm-hmm. they got to make room for 
Joaquin from Argentina. The conductor, apparently. After they do this, because Joaquin is just one guy, they realize they need another single female to, yeah. like, be at this dinner party to have successful, like, conversations and seating mm-hmm. charts and everything. So Roz walks out to get something, and they ask if she knows any interesting single women. <laughs> I would be done. I would just... Dude, her face... So yeah. pissed off. And she's obviously, yeah, offended. And they don't believe that she's fancy enough to be at this party That's with Joaquin. so, like, rude that they don't even realize either. Yeah, especially like at this point is. in their relationship. I'm like, she's not good enough to sit at a table and have a dinner party with you guys. Yeah. She's like, I'm not genteel enough for <laughs> you or A-list friends. Frazier, now Roz, now Roz my ass. I'm just as refined as you are. And she looks at Niles, shut up, Niles. Or <laughs> he can say knows. anything. Yeah. So Martin walks out announcing he got his poker crib to change to the 11th. Uh, wasn't easy either. Mel had to reschedule his polyp surgery. That kills me. Why is always every it's story with Martin is like, a medical condition. Some medical condition about his friends. <laughs> I guess that's how it kind of gets to be. It is true. You start talking to like your yeah, parents as they get into the, they the 70s. Fall. It's just like, oh, so-and-so this happened to? Yeah. Oh, this happened to? It just com- becomes more common. Like, why do I know the medical histories of all your friends, mom? <laughs> yeah. And this doesn't happen now. Not yet, I guess. <laughs> I am anticipating. We have a lot to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, so much. Um... He's like, I'm not changing it back. Fraser says, like, all right, fine. Let's hold both simultaneously. Your poker <laughs> so night, our dinner party. And we can share the buffet table and even have the harpist learn a couple of Bobby Darren tunes for your crowd. I can stand it if you can. Of course, we will have to dim the lights at one point. You see, Nina Duncan always insists on sharing her extensive collection of slides. From the summer, she danced Agamemnon at Jacob's <laughs> Pillow. <laughs> I would be out. I would be like, you're right. So that's exactly what happens. And I love the face Martin makes. Is like, he has a smile like, I'm calling your bluff, Frazier. Yeah. And then Frazier busts out the sentence, which, first off, I looked up because I was like, what? Yeah. It's literally doesn't make sense. Really? It's literally Frasier making up a sentence. <gasps> Jacob's Pillow is this dance studio uh-huh. like place in Massachusetts, I think. But mm-hmm. Agamemnon is like a character. It it's not it doesn't make sense the way the yeah, sentence is structured. Yeah, it's not like a real thing, but So it's like Frazier created the sentence to like scare his dad like something really like hoity-toity like high intelligence like it's shit. It is funny because it always does kind of sound a little different from the other things they say, but we get so used to them saying all like, these kinds of yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. So I like believe it. I mean, I knew he's like Faking it, obviously, but yeah. like the sentence sounds real, but you also know he's like making it. Like he I was like, what is dancing Agamemnon? Like, does that mean like they're the lead dancer? Yeah. Like, no, it doesn't mean anything like that. So, oh, I even wrote Jacob's Pillow is a dance center in the Berkshires in Beckett, Massachusetts. Oh my god, Agamemnon is a legendary king in Greek mythology. It's basically just the wildest thing he could say to win this battle with his dad. <laughs> you know what? Good job, Fraser. 
And so one Frazier. Yeah. So obviously he changes it. So it's not until 12 minutes in when we changed locations to Daphne's room. That's Mm -hmm. it. It wasn't the hallway. It was Daphne's room. So technically Mm -hmm. this is like your outside patio. of Yeah, that's why. They're fighting about what Daphne should wear. Fraser comes to apologize to Roz. Daphne commiserates with Roz. Like, the only time I'm invited to the table at one of these things is when I'm holding a freaking serving spoon. <laughs> I Roz love that. Being... She's like, a freaking serving spoon. <laughs> <laughs> freaking serving spoon. Of course, Niles is like, let's hear what all, let's see what all this hubbub is about in Daphne's room. Um, also updates Fraser on the invites. Niles sees what Daphne has finally decided to wear and asks if she's actually going out in that. First off. Why would you ever say that to a woman? Don't ever say that. But that's like Niles. He's just too that's his, straightforward. Yeah, he's too straightforward. He's too opinionated. And also, secondly, that dress is gorgeous to me. I love sparkles. You know <laughs> yeah, this like, about me. I'm like sequin queen. I'm like, does it sparkle? Let me buy it. Yeah. She's has this like beautiful bright blue sequin dress. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a little short. Yes, it's a little showy, but I don't know. Yeah. It's not the worst thing. I know. <laughs> so Roz is like all pissed that Niles says that. And he's like, Daphne, it's okay. We can accessorize it. And Niles like, with what? A lamppost and a public defender? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. The writing. It's so good. I know we like say this every time, but it's just so good. I know it catches me off guard too. So they come back to the living room from that whole thing, and there's a voicemail on the answering machine. It's from the Wolperts, one of their invited guests. And after they say, like, yeah, of course we'll come to your dinner party. Sounds great or whatever. They don't click the phone off, they don't hang up properly. And the message, the answering machine picks up them talking afterwards to each other, the Wolperts. The the man says, like, which Dr. Crane? And the woman's like, does it matter? You get, you get the, the one, one you, you get, get the other, other one. one. Personally, I think the whole arrangement is a little, oh, is that thing off the hook? Oh, my God. And they <laughs> hang up. <laughs> so this is, like, the third act now. Yeah. So this is Niles and Fraser just look at each other. Clearly embarrassed. They obviously think that we're some... Oh, yeah. This is what he says. Like, they obviously think we're some sort of couple. Like, that's what <laughs> Niles thinks. Yeah. And, or no, that's what Fraser thinks. I'm sorry. So, Fraser is like, they obviously think we're some sort of couple. <laughs> and Niles is like, that's ridiculous. We spend lots of time apart. And, like, <laughs> Fraser's face right there in that scene is hilarious. So, just go back and watch that. And then, of course, Niles like, who are they to talk? Her and Harry go everywhere together. <laughs> They're married. <laughs> so, like, Niles is just like, we're getting upset over nothing. It's like, she didn't even finish her sentence, Fraser, Is there a good end to that sentence? Personally, I think the whole arrangement is a little what? Charming? <laughs> you get Fraser. you get that Niles. What makes you think that you're the one? <laughs> they just start fighting and yelling over each other. And Niles suggests they just call back and ask her what she thinks is so strange about that. I love Niles. It's Why like, would just you? so, it, like, honest and just like, it's well, like, well, let's well, just what ask. Are, yeah, what did they mean? And so, like, 
that's the other line of this show that I love mm-hmm. so much. Is like, better yet, why don't we both get on a bicycle <laughs> built for two, ride over there ourselves, and ask her what's so strange about us? Uh, <sighs> I love when Fraser gets heated. Oh, yelling Fraser is yelling just Fraser, as good as Martin yelling. Just it makes the show for me. Yeah, and I I hope that happens in the reboot. I know he's older and he's like so calm. Well, and even the one we went to, he had a lot of his rapid fire, like oh, he had not the necessarily wit. yelling, but he had the, but, like, like sass. the exasperation, the sass, which that's good for me. Yeah, I mean that's Frasier, OG. That's Frasier. But I wonder if there will be like a good yell, a good yell, a good freak out, like it's true. when the freak out is just someone wakes him up too early in the morning. Which yeah. if I can identify with anything, <laughs> I identify with that one hundred percent. So Nina calls back Nina Duncan. Mm-hmm. Wait, right? Yeah, the Duncan yeah. Drunken. The, the Drunken, Drunken Duncans. Duncans. Saying like, Joaquin can only eat certain foods. And I was like, how exotic. <laughs> <laughs> Just so awful. Rice, beans, and jerked beef. And suddenly they realize that Joaquin is not the conductor of the Argentina Philharmonic. No. It is a foster child that the Duncans are taking care of. Which, mm-hmm. if they're the drunken Duncans... You know what? I didn't even think of how <laughs> concerning that is. Like, this made-up imaginary child in the show <laughs> should be concerned about. Yeah. So Fraser just collapses on the couch. He's screwed. <laughs> like... Where are they going to find someone to, like, now they have to host this, like, child. Where are mm-hmm. they going to find someone to, like, watch this child? Of course, perfect timing. Roz comes out yelling from Daphne's room for her to pick something. Now, Fraser's like, hey, you know what? I want you to come to this party. You should come. It'll be fun. There's a very interesting dinner companion there for you. And she's like, not someone, like, too stuffy or some stuffy old coot. <laughs> and Niles, I think, is the one who's like... No, he's very no, young. young, very young. <laughs> so gross. Later, as we continue with this third act of them just being depressed and embarrassed about like what people perceive them as, these old mm-hmm. weirdos, they ask their dad, do you think we're odd? No, you're not odd. You're just <laughs> special. special. I'm a special little guy. <laughs> Yeah, lots of brothers are close. The Gershwins, the Wright brothers. And then Martin's like, then there were the Collier brothers. Couple of nutsos. Shared an apartment in New York their whole lives. Built a maze out of newspapers in there that only they knew how to get through. It collapsed on one of them. And the other one just sat there with a dead body until the neighbors complained about the smell. And they just like, Martin's laughing. And leaves. As he does. And then Miles and Frazier are just like, terrified and they realize like you know what we should start like separating more we need to spend some time apart yeah we need some space like this is intense Mm -hmm. and oh yeah no because martin (laughs) martin walks out and he's like niles you recycle don't you (laughs) just way to like stick it in to the side like (laughs) Daphne comes out wearing Roz's dress that Roz is wearing the whole time. Now Roz is coming out wearing the blue sparkly dress. So there was a compromise and they're just happy to leave. Um, So they're on their way. The phone rings again. The Ashby's can't make it due to a family emergency. (laughs) The one people they wanted. And like what emergency is happening like at this future date? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like in in two weeks. Where you're also going to be with the Duncans. Yeah. Who's also going to be with Joaquin. 
So now that Ashby's can't make it, at the end of it all, they have a third-rate caterer with a record, two Lushes, a couple who think we're both nutcases, an Argentine wild child, and Ross. <laughs> this is where Niles realizes he has one black ball left. <laughs> and Fraser says, like, you, you can't use that. Nothing's going to fix that scenario. And he uses it to blackball himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they have a whole freak out about that. I just thought that was like, yeah, perfectly that's my favorite funny. thing. Was, like, he's just so like, smart. He's like, bye. <laughs> we just both did the motion. Yeah, we both them. just did a little drop the black. I don't know. I can't do it. Here's what I like about this episode is at the mm-hmm. end of it, they realize, like, so we spend a lot of time together. Like, mm-hmm. I like it. Like, I like it. You know, yeah. like, it's not weird. Like, I'm married. Like, you have a life and a job, basically. I mean, they don't say all this, but mm-hmm. that's just what I'm, like, thinking. Is just, like, your best friend can be your brother. Yeah. It's okay. It can also be your, your sister. sister. You know. I actually was gonna, that was something I wanted to um, express too with this episode is I think it's really funny and there are times with you where I feel like you know like you bring me to like hang out with your friends and stuff and I'm like are they just like these two again you get that one you, you get, get the, the other, other one. one you know what we need to make shirts we should <gasps> you get that crane one crane reframe merch yes crane reframe you guys if we made like t-shirts would you buy one we'll make it real cheap yeah, like high quality, but real affordable. But we'll also, I think we're gonna make stickers soon, and those you can just yeah. send us your address, and we'll mail them for free, or yeah. just cover like a oh, stamp. That'd be so fun. We will. But yeah, you get that one. You get that other one. Yeah. Which wow. One's the other one? Wow, that's the mystery. Mm, building a mystery. <laughs> but I do agree. I think all that matters is you like hanging out. Like life is short. And like you said, in their situation, it's not like really that unhealthy. And isn't like, it great to have a positive relationship with your family, especially in old age when it's like that's your guaranteed person? That's what I was going to say. So many people like complain about their family and have bad relationships. I think they're just like, what? You actually like those people? Yeah, I think it's more of a jealousy thing. Yeah. And like, especially with like. Niles being married, I'm talking society, like high society's perception Mm -hmm. of them, not me personally. I don't really care. Yeah. But with Niles being married, like, who cares? Like, they all know Maris is like a weirdo. Sometimes she comes to these events, sometimes she doesn't. Yeah. Frazier's like a man about town. He's a Seattle celebrity. Yeah, he has a full-on normal job. Well, not normal, but like, it's not like he's like But he's well-known for his job, like... Mm -hmm. Who cares that they're related and they do all these things together? Yeah, like if they weren't related but they always came together, would that be weird? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I think it's funny though that even at the end of my episode, he's Niall like, I said, like, I like these our chats. I like our coffee. Yeah. And it's like that's so funny. Another come like theme is like mm-hmm. it's conversations and like situations. And it's both of them in both episodes. Yes. Together. Focused. And what I love about this episode is, you know, I've already talked about, like, how beautifully choreographed everything is and, like, the timing of everything. It's also their characters being so their characters. Yeah. And by this time in season six, we're so accustomed to a Crane Brothers dinner party. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we know that it's never going to go well. And so I love that they added, they like did a twist on that kind of thing where mm-hmm. it's, the planning doesn't even go well. It starts off yeah. so like such high hopes. Everything's going well. By the end of it, they're screwed. It's nothing. So it's like this balloon that gets inflated and then like pops or deflates like mm-hmm. right at the end. And it's like, it's just so hilariously this show. Like, mm-hmm. All this fuss, all this drama, all this excitement, all this sorrow, all this hilarity, like all happening in this one tiny, tiny concept of they decide to plan a party. Not yeah. even it's not even the hosting of it. It's yeah. not the event day of like sometimes things don't make it out of the drafts. You know, you know what? <laughs> Write that email, then delete that email. Yeah. Sometimes it needs to happen. Yeah. Get it out. So maybe they just like needed to exercise some dinner party planning. Planning demons. <laughs> Dinner, de- Dinner demons. <laughs> Dinner demons. So I'll add to this. One of my, I didn't actually use this so much as a source, but I did read it in conjunction with my little bit of research and discussion on this episode mm-hmm. was this cool vulture, this vulture article. It's actually from April 7th, 2015. It was written by Daniel Kirkland Vulture, I don't know if they still do this. Obviously, this was eight years ago. But they had a series that was Mm -hmm. called the Genie in a Bottle series. And they would highlight episodes of shows from all across the board of different bottle episodes. So this is their feature on this episode specifically. Mm -hmm. And what I love is the last, I think it's like the last sentence in this article. Which I could have used so many quotes from it, but I don't want to like just make it reading that article. So go find that article. But if the quote is, if Frazier and Niles were ever to find themselves trapped in some sort of purgatory, it would no doubt be the two of them endlessly planning a dinner party (laughs) that never comes together. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just think like that episode, of course, it's a beautiful bottle episode, but it's just like to me, it shows you like why the show is so successful well, because it's so even like simple and limited. All the phone calls, they're not like talking to anybody. No. It's them like knowing their lines, mm-hmm. knowing like their mannerisms, being like creative and showing us what the other person is saying mm-hmm. and how the other person is acting. Mm-hmm. Like you literally get to know an entire character just through how how they're acting. Yes. Which is crazy to me. And by so, season six, we know these characters so well. Like, yeah. they're canon now. Like, we know, like, what kind of what to expect. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, they're them playing off each other. It's almost like their Olympic event of, like, Frasier yeah. and Niles, you know? Like, them just, just really doing their... accentuate that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, like, yes, the other characters come in and out. You see them doing their, their thing. They're pretty on par with themselves. But, like, the stars of the show... Why people come to watch, I think, is like Nile personally. <laughs> I come don't from at Niles me, Olympics. but like, I think Niles is like his behaviors and like what he brings to the show he's is much more actor. entertaining. Because Frazier, as much as I love him, and obviously he's like the anchor or whatever, he's not as like. It's almost like he's the straight guy, and Niles is you know the funny guy. You know, even though. Yeah. They're both technically serious. I just think, anyways. well, because Frazier's like best moments to me are his outbursts, and they can't do that every episode, mm-hmm. or it like stops being funny. Yeah, where Niles can, he has so much variety in how he can react physically that to you a can scenario. Have it in every single 
moment of yeah. him existing on his screen. His sass, his quips, his mm-hmm. facial expressions, his body movements, his eye, his eye line. Like, what is he looking at? Like, timing, everything. It's perfect. But anyways, that's why I love this episode, standalone, even just from being a bottle episode. It's, it's hilarious. It's just I just like, love when he blackballs himself. Yes. It's it just so is like, fuck this. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Save yourself. Enjoy. And like, part of me is like, damn, could I do that? <laughs> could I like leave my sister hanging to suffer through something that we both just put together <laughs> just because I could? I, I think mean, maybe to be it's fair, a maybe brother he thing. knows also that obviously then they just cancel the whole thing. Yeah, at the end of it, why not just cancel? Why so don't I you think have it's a family like, emergency? I'm not dealing with this. You can choose whether or not you're not going to yeah. deal with it. There's no, like, the black ball is a fake rule. He can literally at any moment. But that's the thing is, like, that's they another so thing real. is they make things so serious that they don't have to be wine club rules. Like, yeah. all these things where it's, like, it's... It's you'd... so, like, sibling behavior, though, which I love. Yeah, it's really good. But, yeah, I had a good time doing this theme. I know. It was really fun to explore these um, and kind of see where the bottle episodes lie in Frasier. And it was cool that both of them are with Frasier and Niles. Mm-hmm. And we get to know a little bit about their relationship with each other. Yeah, and both of them. Yeah. They enjoy spending too too much time together. That was the, yeah. That's the episode's That's combined. the ideal. Yeah. I enjoy spending too much time with you. I enjoy spending. Actually, I could do a lot more time with you. I could actually do it. Like, I feel... We don't spend that much time We actually don't. I know we live together, but, like, we have very separate lives. Yeah. And I feel like sitting down and looking at your face for this long has been quite refreshing. I know. I'm like, hey. And now I'm sick of it. (laughs) Bye. Black ball. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Tink. (laughs) There you go. Well, we are wishing you a good day. And good mental health. Bye. Goodbye. The Crane Reframe, a Frasier fan podcast, is brought to you by Another Mr. Productions and is hosted by Ash Baker and Sarah Hale. Executive producers, Ash Baker, Sarah Hale, and Chris Sakura. Produced and recorded by Chris Sakura at Voyager Studios. Edited by Ash Baker, Sarah Hale, and Chris Sakura. Intro theme is Midnight Walker by Wendy Marchoni. Outro theme is Hanzo by Martin Landstrom. <laughs>